I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, February 28th. Hope you're having a great day and we are glad to be with you on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, I think we had a little bit of a hiccup yesterday at the start of the broadcast on the radio. We apologize to our radio listeners. I think we came on a few minutes late. Um, uh, we, we were on time. The radio wasn't working. So by the time you got in, we were already a few minutes into it. But we're glad to have you with us today. And then those on the uh, radio app, which is our online radio, we're glad to have you with us. And then those who are uh, tuning in today on our podcast, we welcome you. And then, of course, Facebook and YouTube. We welcome those who are watching and listening today, and we're glad to have you with us. Today is a Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. Of course, we have our chapel services in the morning, and we had good chapel services this morning at VCA. And then tonight, I'm looking forward to our service at 7 o'clock prayer meeting and our Bible study. We're back in our series, Through the Bible. And uh, we are in Genesis 11, I think is where we're picking up tonight. And then we've got teens on target. They'll be meeting. We'll have master clubs. They'll be meeting tonight. And we're looking forward to a great service together as we uh, close out the month of February. And Sunday is March. And so we're looking forward to a great day on Sunday. Hope you be in your place for all the services and uh, be in prayer that God would do a great work. You know, now would be a good time, if you haven't already, now would be a good time to start praying for your Sunday school teacher. Uh, now would be a good time to be praying for those that sit around you in church. Now would be a good time to start praying for the choir and the musicians and uh, pray for uh, the preacher. Pray for uh, all of the uh, ushers and greeters and pray for the folks that do security and the men in the, the, the sound booth and those that work with the radio and the video and all those things. Uh, we ought to be much in prayer for Sunday. So by the time Sunday comes, we're not just showing up as an afterthought, uh, but we've been praying and uh, we've been focused and we've been anticipating what God is going to do. And I'm looking forward to a great day on Sunday. Let's uh, say uh, today, let's uh, remember, uh, uh, here's a birthday, uh, Barbara Green. Uh, Miss Barbara, hope you have a wonderful day and a happy birthday to you. And let's pray. Pray for our church. Uh, our school. Let's pray for our missionaries. We've got missionaries all over the globe. Let's be in prayer for them. Uh, pray for our ministries here at the church. Pray for our members. Uh, let's pray for our country and pray for the nation of Israel. And I hope that we'll pray for one another. We're going to go to a song. I think you'll enjoy this song. Lord, I'm thankful. And after the song, we'll get into our Bible study in Jeremiah chapter 4. Some testing and trials Felt like a detour that went on for miles But standing here now looking back I can say, Lord, I'm thankful Some storms I thought I would never survive But here I am feeling so strong and alive 
darkness is past and the morning is bright and I'm thankful. Lord, I'm thankful like David after Goliath, like Paul and Silas after the jail. I'm thankful like Daniel after the lions. dry ground, thankful like Lazarus, finally unwound. Every beat of my heart wants to pound. I'm thankful, Lord, I'm thankful. I've battled giants of failure and fear, shadows of doubt where my hope was unclear. But all along, Lord, you were hovering near, and I'm thankful. Sins of my past were a thundering roar that echoed the guilt that I could not ignore. But a snail to the cross, and I hear it no more, and I'm thankful. Lord, I'm thankful like David after Goliath, like Paul and Silas after the jail. I'm thankful like Daniel after the lions. Finally unwound Every beat of my heart wants to pound I'm thankful, Lord, I'm thankful I'm thankful, Lord, I'm thankful Amen, that's a great song And I am thankful I'm thankful for all that God has done Hope you are as well and uh, if you're not thankful, it's just because you're not looking around and you're just not seeing what God has done uh, because God has been so, so good to us. Uh, Brother Daniel McManus, he preached this morning in the elementary chapel and he was talking about um, Achan and how Achan coveted and he took those things from Jericho and he went and he hid them and because of that, God judged uh, the nation of Israel, but then Achan himself and his family, uh, they were judged. And Brother Daniel gave an example I thought was really, it was, it was great. The whole message was great. But the example he gave, he said, you know, he said, boys and girls, he said, when I was little, when I was, you know, your age and I was in school, he said, I remember seeing other kids in school, they had shoes that had a certain symbol. He didn't say what the symbol was, and so I was kind of curious. I asked him afterwards. Um, but uh, it was the Nike symbol. And he said, you know, his kids had the Nike symbol and my shoes didn't have those. And he said, I remember thinking, man, I wish my shoes had that little symbol. And, um, but then he said this, and this was so good. He said, but then, you know, he said one day, he said, I remember seeing some pictures or hearing some stories about uh, children in, in other countries that didn't even have shoes. 
and or if they did have eight, one pair of shoes, they were falling apart and they were old and they were just just no good, really. And Daniel said, he said, it really made me thankful for the shoes I had. It made me thankful that my parents provided those things for me. And uh, after the chapel, I asked him, I said, Brother Daniel, I said, and all the kids were listening, I said, uh, if you don't mind, I said, what were the shoes that everybody wanted when you were growing up? And he said, well, it was Nike. And I said, you know, that's amazing because when I was a kid, when I was growing up, and uh, I, I specifically remember fifth and sixth grade, elementary basketball, and the fad was, in, in Illinois, it may not have been this way here, but the fad was that everybody had to have a certain brand, and it wasn't Nike either. And I told Brother Daniel, I said, isn't that amazing? I told the students, I said, that when I was a kid, it was a different brand. And then when D Brother Daniel was a kid, it was a different brand. And today might even be even different. But here's what I'm saying is those fads and those styles and all those things, they change so much. And sometimes if we're not careful, we'll focus on what we don't have. We'll focus on what somebody else has. Uh, but just be thankful for what you have and be thankful for what God has given you. And uh, I need to be thankful for what God has given me. God has been so, so good. Jeremiah chapter 4, I want you to see in verse number 1, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. And if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. Verse 2, and thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness, and the nations shall bless themselves, and in him shall they glory. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. We see in Jeremiah chapter 4, it's the, the theme is continued of returning to God. What's the answer for the backslider? The answer is to turn back to God. The answer is return to God. And so we see that here in chapter 4, verse 1. But the first thing I want you to notice is returning to God requires removing things in our lives. Verse 1, it says, if that will put away thine abominations. You say, well, what are the abominations? Well, these abominations, they could have been the idols. Um, these abominations could also have been uh, the, the thoughts. Uh, it also could have been like Proverbs 6, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. First on that list is a proud look, uh, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, feet that are swift and running to mis mischief, he that soweth discord among the brethren, and I'm leaving out one or two, but you get the idea. Those are abominations. And God says, if you're going to return to me, if you're going to return from your backsliding, he said, you're going to have to remove some abominations. Now, you say, well, does that mean we have to get right with God before we come back to God? No, absolutely not. That's, it's, it's all part of the process. It is when we come back to God, we confess our sins. When we come back to God, we say, God, I am wrong. And I have not lived the way that I should. I've not been pleasing to you. And we ask God for that forgiveness. And when we confess, he does forgive us and he does restore us. But there must be, first, there must be a removing of the abominations. Notice with me, if you will, in verse number one, then shalt thou not remove. Now that word remove, it means then, when you come back to God and when you remove the abominations and the sin and the wickedness that's found its place in your life, when you remove that stuff and you get that right with God, then shalt thou not remove, that word there means you're not gonna be shaken. 
you're going to be settled. You're going to have a foundation that is sure. And I'll tell you, boy, we need a foundation that is sure. We need to get our lives fixed upon God, but it's not going to happen until we return to him. Verse number two, returning to God requires a return to truth, to judgment, and to righteousness. Verse two, thou shalt swear, the Lord liveth. In truth and in judgment and righteousness and the nations shall bless themselves in him and in him shall they glory. Returning back to God, it requires getting rid of the bad stuff, but you got to replace it with the good stuff. The Christian life is not just saying, okay, fine, I'm getting rid of pride and I'm getting rid of anger and I'm getting rid of bitterness and jealousy and I'm getting rid of all these bad things and that's it. The Christian life is getting rid of the bad, but replacing it with the good. And we must have truth in our lives. You've got to have truth in your marriage. You've got to have truth in your home. You've got to have truth at the workplace. Truth uh, in judgment and in righteousness. Uh, can I tell you, we need to return uh, to judgment. That is justice. We need to return to righteousness. That is doing that which is right. And righteousness is not just in our actions, although that's so important. But righteousness is in how we think. Uh, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We need to think righteous things. We need to focus on things that are righteous. And so we've got to return to these things. But then I want you to see in verse number three, returning to God requires breaking up your fallow ground. It says in verse 3, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Now, I should remember who it was. Somebody recently was preaching about this fallow ground at our church. And fallow ground is ground, uh, it is soil that has been tilled, but then it has been left to sit. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a farmer. I'm not a gardener. Um, when I was growing up, this was kind of the thing I remember that was cool is that we would, we would rent or we would borrow a rototiller uh, for the garden. And boy, I remember we'd be working that rototiller and boy, if you hit a big rock or if you hit something, boy, that would jerk you, you know. But, but you, we would till that ground to plant the seeds for the garden. But here's the thing. If you tilled that ground and you said, you know, I don't think we're going to do a garden this year. We'll do a garden next year. So although you could go back to that same spot and say, we have already tilled this ground, we have already cultivated this ground, it's gotten hard again. And although down underneath it might not be as bad, but on the top there's going to be a layer that's going to be uh, crusty, there's going to be a layer that's going to be hard, and it's not going to be conducive to the seeds that you're going to plant. The, the seeds are not going to be able to get in. And so you have to break up that fallow ground. You've got to go back and till it again. Here's the, here's the example. Is sometimes that's the way our hearts can become. You get right with God, maybe at a revival, uh, maybe at missions conference for teenagers, sometimes at a teen camp, and you get right with God. Praise God for that. But then you don't walk with God and you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you maybe allow bitterness to get in, you allow sin, you allow pride, whatever, and over time, your heart gets hard again. You can't just say, well, you know, I got right with God three weeks ago. Well, I got right with God six months ago. I got right with God five years ago. You've got to constantly be tilling the soil of your heart. You've got to keep that broken up. You've got to keep it soft. 
because God wants to work. And in order to return to God, you've got to stay sensitive to God speaking to you. Stay sensitive to the, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit speaking in your life every single day. I hope that helps you today. We'll continue with Jeremiah chapter four tomorrow. Uh, but for today, have a great day. We'll see you tonight, seven o'clock for our Bible study. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett. Me on the winning side.